Welcome to the Posture Strength and Mobility Podcast. I'm Isaac Osborne, and I'm here to share with you tips, tricks, hacks, interesting musings, and much more in short, digestible episodes. To learn more about how you can improve your posture, strength, and mobility, check out the show notes for links. Onward with the show. Welcome to episode 16, Does Your Neck Stop at Your Shoulders? In this episode, I'm going to share with you how the neck does not stop at your shoulders, how rotation of the thoracic spine affects the cervical spine, and some exercises help you start feeling this in your own body. Okay, so if you struggle with neck range of motion, you struggle with uh, neck positioning, those sort of things, you're going to want to listen to today's episode. All right, so let's define the cervical spine. Okay, so the anatomically, if we define the cervical spine, which is classically defined as seven vertebra, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven vertebra, that's that's the cervical spine. The thoracic spine is consisting of 12 vertebra, so we have one all the way down to 12, and you know exactly which one of the thoracic vertebra are because each one of those vertebra have ribs attached to it. You can see here is T1 as the first rib. And the difference between anatomy and your body is the fact that your body doesn't know if basically the entire spine, right? It doesn't know that the cervical spine stops here. The body thinks that this is all one because it is. It's all one and everything works together as one. So technically from an anatomical point of view, yes, the cervical spine ends right at your shoulders. However, the cervical spine is part of the rest of the spine, so it does not end in the shoulders. It is consistent with the thoracic spine, and I'm going to show you why here in just a second. And those of, those of you who are listening, this, is, this episode is probably best viewed on YouTube than it is listening to it, but you'll probably still get a lot of out of it, even if you're not uh, viewing this episode. Each one of these vertebrae, they have these what, what's called facet joints, and the facet joints are important because each time you stack a vertebra vertebra on top of another vertebra, these facet joints are basically going to push into the other joint and the one below it and one below it and so forth. Now, this skeleton is not a great model because ribs are literally with screws screwed into the vertebra. So this is not going to move anywhere near how a regular spine should move. I mean, even the flexion and extension is pretty limited because there's wire here and and so forth in the skeleton. Uh, And this is why I built my own model of a skeleton, a cervical, uh, sorry, a spine. And this spine model uh, obviously doesn't have uh, a rib cage attached to it, so it's not realistic in that sense. And it only has uh, six of the cervical vertebra because the seventh cervical vertebra is what's called the atlas and it connects to the head. And it's not really too apparent here for what we're talking about. The ligamentation, the ligamentation around, I have some ligamentation that's representing what's called the um, spinous ligament and also representing what's called the nuchal ligament. So on the, these parts of the vertebra, which is called the spinous process, there is ligamentation that connects all the way down to the bottom of the spine. Just one continuous ligament, really. We separate it to name it in, in anatomy. 
Um, however, in this case, we are keeping it all as one. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rotate because the big question here is, is rotation. And most people, their limitation of rotation of the head. So how far can you turn your head to left and right? The limitation has a lot to do with what's going in the thoracic spine, what's going on in the rib cage. And I know, again, once we are not, we don't have the ribs attached to this, so it's not going to behave exactly like it would, but it's very similar. So I'm going to rotate, and what I want you to see and what, what I want you to notice is how far that rotation goes down. And this is something that I do when I work with people on their necks in, in person is that I'm looking at how that rotation goes through their spine, past their neck, below their shoulders, because opening up the vertebra down below is going to help the vertebra up top, the cervical spine, rotate properly, flex and extend properly. So again, I'm going to rotate this. And you notice here, if, if we count the vertebra, and I, I keep this rotation, we have vertebra two, three, four, five, six. So just this top portion right here is rotating the most. But look at T1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. It's rotating all the way down to T6. T6 is right in the, basically right in the middle of your shoulder blades, uh, almost to the end of your shoulder blades. So that's the spot in the spine. I'm pointing to my back, and that's almost down to that point in the spine in the, in the mid-back. So this mid-back area. So the, imagine that for a second. Your spine, when you turn your head properly, rotating, and it's also rotating on an axis above, the head is turning and the vertebrae are turning, you're, you're supposed to get, according to this model, and I felt it even lower down, all the way down to T12 with some rotation. And I'm not saying rotate the rib cage, but the rib cage should rotate to some extent as you rotate the cervical spine. So this is really illustrating that your neck really doesn't stop at your shoulders. It's heavily, heavily influenced by what's going on in the rib cage. One of my main rules that I always say, the rib cage rules the neck and the shoulders. So the rib cage is really responsible in its relationship of breathing patterns, its positioning, of the health of the shoulders and the neck. So some of you might be experiencing issues with rotation in your neck and your neck position, is it forward? Is it back and crunch? Because the more you crunch your neck, the, the less rotation or proper rotation you're going to get because most of the time, anybody that crunches their neck, they're typically, they're typically compressed in the upper rib cage. So these upper thoracic spine, those upper one, possibly to six vertebra aren't moving. So how is your neck going to move properly if those aren't moving? So it has to have that chain reaction all the way down the spine. So your head position forward or back matters uh, in the ability that you're going to have to be able to rotate your head. But also what is going to matter is the position of these bones down here. There might be a rotation that you're stuck in. There might be uh, a rotation where the thoracic vertebra is actually rotated in one direction. So if I put my hand on my chest here and I rotate my rib cage from my right, I'm sorry, from my left side to my right, that puts my rib cage in this left rotation, 
But then my head, I can turn my head to the left and now I'm looking straight at the camera. However, my, my rib cage is pointing off almost to 45 degrees. So that puts my ribs in an opposite rotation of my, of my head. And many people get stuck in these type of positions. I'm over-exaggerating, of course, with that, how large that rotation, but sometimes not. So some people get stuck in these rotations in vertebrae 1 through 6, 1 through 8, and or sometimes 1 through 4 is rotated to, uh, to the right, and other was rotated to the left. So you can have counter-rotations in those areas. If you have those counter-rotations, then the neck is not going to be able to rotate properly, one, on its axis because of the ribcage position, but two, through the rest of the cervical vertebra. So I want to give you a couple tools to be able to start troubleshooting this for yourself. What you're going to need is you're going to need a foam roller. And for those of you who know me, this is pretty funny because I particularly don't like foam rollers that much, but I do believe they have their uses from time to time. And this one in particular is a pretty good use. You're going to need a foam roller. And for the other exercise, you're just going to need the floor and your body. That's it. Let's check out the exercise. Hey, everyone. Quick note, before you check out the exercise, please don't forget to check out the show notes for links to the membership coaching site that I have for corrective exercises. I have over 100 classes in there, and I can guide you through certain conditions and recommend classes to you, give you advice, even do custom classes. The other thing that I have in there is the integrator myofascial percussive device that will change muscles and that are too contracted and help open up connective tissue that is restricted. Both of these things help integrate your structure to get more movement in your body and out of pain patterns. Also, if you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave a positive review so that others may get help too. Thanks so much. Okay, so for your first exercise, what you can do is you're going to lie on your back, your knees are going to bend. You're going to place your arms out to the side. You're going to place your palms down. With your palms down, take your left ankle and cross it over your right knee. Then take your left hip and rotate it to the right. So now that I'm rotated to the right, my pelvis is rotating from my left hip to my right. My left foot's on the ground. Now, what you're going to do here is what's happening to our spine, your lumbar spine, your lower lumbar spine, and very small, low parts of the thoracic spine, and the very bottom of the thoracic spine are rotating to the left. But then with my hands down, my rib cage is actually starting to rotate the opposite direction. So it puts the spine in a counter-rotation twist. And so what you do is, now I'm gonna turn my head the same direction that my pelvis is going and rotate all the way as far as I can to my right, stay there, take a deep breath, and if your belly rise is perfect, at the end of the belly rise, also bring the breath into your chest, and then exhale both. At the same time, exhale for six seconds, then again, repeat, inhale, belly first, then rib cage, and now exhale both for six seconds. Okay, what I want you to do, I want you to do that for about a minute or so, 
And I'll just stay here and keep your head, in this case, my head is turned to the right. I'm looking to my right, at my right hand, my palms are down. I'm keeping the pelvis rotated. And while we stay in this position, so my, my head is now rotating basically with the spine, um, which my, my, actually my rib cage is slightly going the opposite direction, but it's, it's going, my head is going the same direction as my pelvis. And the palms are down because it gives a stretch. You may or may not feel a stretch in this, but it does elongate it. The forearms and there's some muscles in the rotator cuff that open up. And also that it's going to open up some of the muscles in the back to have your palms down in this position. Now, I'm going to rotate my head back to that neutral position. Then I'm going to rotate my head to the left. And again, don't worry about what your range of motion is. Find your breath again. Inhale in the belly first. And then into the chest. And then exhale for about six seconds. Continue breathing like that for another two to three breaths. Inhale in the belly first, then into the chest. Even if it's a little tiny bit of air, get that motion into the chest because we want to open up those ribs. And the more we open up those ribs, the more the thoracic spine actually starts to open up. Okay. Now what I want you to do is go back to center after those two to three breaths. I know I'm moving a little bit faster here. So you can always rewind or go back to this position where I'm, what I'm talking about and review it again. So now I'm turning my head to the right again. This time I'm going to take my left hand and I'm going to place it on the side of my temple. Now this is called strain counter strain. This is called PNF. There's many different names for this movement, but basically we're resisting that movement. And this is important too. Please note that when you rotate your head, what we're going to do is we're going to rotate our heads and we're going to stop that rotation. Think about rotation. Because if I rotate my head and I actually hear my hair moving on the ground, that's a true rotation. However, if I, if I side bend my head, which a lot of people do instead of rotation, you won't hear your hair actually uh, slide against the floor. So make sure that you're doing rotation, not side bending. So now with my hand in this position on the side of my head, my hips are still rotated. What I'm going to do is I'm going to rotate lightly and I'm going to resist that movement with my hand. Don't press really hard. Go very lightly. Now take a breath. Keep pressing with the hand and rotation of the head. Inhale into the belly. Inhale into the chest. Keep pressing. And then exhale and slowly release. Now you can test this because as you rotate over, if your head rotates to a certain degree, then you do that strain, counter strain. And then afterwards, maybe one rep, two reps, or three reps, you can actually rotate a little bit farther. You know it's working. Now rotate back to the other side. Now I'm looking left. Now I'm going to do a strain, counter strain with my hand against my, uh, my forehead, uh, the side of my head in the temple. And I rotate and I resist. Deep breath into the belly. Deep breath into the chest. And then I rotate and I resist. Again, lightly, don't press really hard. Micro movements are way better. And 
small, light movements way better than really hard, forceful movements. And then exhale. And then again, you can test your head, do it two to three times, come back to center, and then come out of the rotation of the pelvis, and then rotate the other side of the pelvis. So now I have my uh, right ankle on my left knee, rotating my pelvis, my right hip towards the left, and then just repeat that movement, um, the same stuff that you did when we had that first movement. So just repeat that, and then see if your neck range of motion has shifted. Okay, so for the foam roller, uh, I have a kind of a short foam roller here, and I have this big blue block. You might have to prop up your head with a pillow because you want your head on a solid surface. You don't really want your head on a foam roller in this position. So a lot of people lay like this on a foam roller. It's great, great position for the, for the spine. However, we're going to do something a little bit differently. So the foam roller is directly in the center of my spine. I'm going to move it up. Here we go. And the bottom of the foam roller is basically contacting my sacrum, which is on uh, in the back of my pelvis on my butt. So now in this position, what we're going to do is we're going to cross our arms over each other. So what this does, it actually opens up the back a little bit. So with our arms crossed like this, I have my left arm over my right arm in this, in this case. So what I'm going to do is I'm ever so lightly in a very small movement, I'm going to bring the foam roller onto the right side of my spine. Now it's basically, it's still in the center, but it's more on the right side of the center of my spine. So I have to kind of work to, to put pressure in, in my left heel to kind of keep my left hip up from like falling over from the side. So now we stay here. Now I take a breath into the belly, breath into the chest, hold, and then exhale, and as you exhale, kind of move the foam roller, just kind of roll. It's a very small micro movement, and I'm rolling it to the center of my spine. And now I'm gonna bring it back, bring it to foam roller. Now I'm rolling so that it's just slightly to the right of the center of the spine. Deep breath, into the belly, into the chest. And then I roll very slowly, very, 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 very slowly back to direct center. Okay. So what we're doing is we're actually, we're getting a, a little bit of pressure and possibly tissue manipulation on the back of the spine. That's, that's engaging the ligamentation and the deep musculature of the spine. And what this, what this does is by having our arms crossed, it puts us in a position to where it actually starts opening up all those facet joints I was mentioning earlier. Most people, when they when they want to open up the thoracic spine, they do this big arching movement, and that can work. They can, you can get a nice pop in your back. However, the spine actually operates better off of rotation and getting this rotational movement in there, and it's small micro movements, so it's a lot, it's a lot safer than big movements because sometimes you can sublox a vertebra or jam a vertebra when you're doing these big movements, and then you got to go to the chiropractor or whoever to get out of that situation. So, in this movement, if you're consistent with it, then you're more likely going to going to open up tissue and get a better tissue release with your breath 
and with these small micro movements of moving the foam roller back and forth on the spine. So now I'm going to cross my arms differently. Now I'm put my right arm on top of my left. Then the foam roller is in the center of my spine. Then now I shift it to left center. So I'm actually having a little bit more weight on my right heel. Then I breathe with my belly into the chest. And then I slowly press my right heel into the ground and I roll that foam roller slightly back to the center. And then again, move it over to where it's left of center. Then take a deep breath, belly and into the chest. And then I move it slowly again as I exhale back to center. All right, that's it for today's podcast, you guys. That should help open up rotational movement in the thoracic spine and in the neck so that you have better neck range of motion. Let me know what you think in the comments and also feel free to send me an email. Check out my website in my posture strength and mobility classes. I have tons of these type of things for self-help. I want to help you help yourself get better. I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for watching. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode. If you liked it, please subscribe and leave a positive review so others may find it and get help too. Check out the show notes for links on how to win a mini integrator massage gun, posture strength and mobility classes that focus on corrective exercises, or self-myofascial release protocols for neck pain, back pain, knee pain, plantar fasciitis, and much more with my massage gun, The Integrator. Until next time, keep exploring your body and stay curious. Stay curious.